Do you, listen, listen, I want you to know that I, I had two great moments this week. One was when The Rock uh, said millions. And I really thought that he was going to go and millions. millions. And it, it didn't happen, <laughs> but like the fact that it could have was wonderful. And the second is that after this week, I don't have to talk about Cody Rhodes anymore. <laughs> and I really can't tell you how how great that was. There was the moment of initial shock and like wow, yeah. And then like the dawning realization of yeah. You know what makes me mad? And we'll get into this in the show properly, but I agree with you, <laughs> but in like a positive version of agreeing with you. Oh, that's okay. I'm willing to take the Sith road on this. It's fine. So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. And I got adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. Scotty Moore. I am your free agent bus wanker, Blake Tanner. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm whoa only smoking mirrors. The Dylan. Whoa, goes Cody Rhodes. I swear to God, if that's not his song when he comes back. <laughs> Cody's like, I spent so much money, Vince, with Downstate. You remember them to get my own theme. Yeah, but this one goes, whoa! <laughs> All right, fine. Oh, I'm sorry. You're used to having choice. <laughs> Honestly, if Cody Rhodes doesn't come out in yellow polka dots whenever he comes back, then Vince has missed his greatest no, opportunity. No, he needs to, to come out... <laughs> To the future is in our stars. Full Stardust gear coming back. Oh, yeah. I had a genuinely earnest conversation on Twitter earlier about actually loving Stardust. Yeah, no, I loved loved Stardust. Cosmic Wasteland was a great tag team. Mm -hmm. But he was still Stardust when he left WWE. Jesus. Yeah, he was. Ne- he did not get to go out as Cody Rhodes. He just like left and then showed up in like Impact. Um, speaking of Impact, by the and speaking of the Cosmic Wasteland, uh, someone hired Josh fucking Alexander right now because he is now a free agent. Uh, his contract and work visa has expired, so he's uh, heading back to Canada. And the way they kicked him out of Impact Wrestling was by having. Connor of the Ascension beat the shit out of him. The most Scotty Moore solution I have ever heard in my life. A confident return of the rat boy in our lives. This is the beginning to what I prophesized years ago on this show when Connor wins the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Did you specifically say Impact? Oh, fuck, and then Josh can beat him for it to come full circle. Oh, shit. I can't believe this is coming true. There's no... We live in the darkest timeline. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, full on. Uh, AEW's been good, at least, if nothing else. Uh, The MJF Punk feud is continuing, and it's still my favorite fucking thing on the planet. I think it's only grown since their match. It's okay, Eddie Kingston is still a voice of chaos. That's the kind of chaos I need that, in my oh, life. Dude, this match. 
firstly, he he did he did the thing and he got the inner circle to break up. And then this week before their tag match uh, of Santana and Ortiz versus the January Sixers, um, Eddie comes out to the ring and it's not like Eddie's coming out like all oh, these are my boys. I'm going to sit with him. He's just laughing. He's just cackling his way down to the ring, staring at Jericho. But I, I like it because uh, Jericho's getting to go insane in this feud, which uh, I enjoy. I enjoy heel Jericho, even though he's not the best person. In real life, um, he's a he's, you no man. longer have to have that. You no longer have to have that moment of like God, because Jericho is such a terrible person. But he like like his his stuff he's doing right now is so good. Now you can be like God, Chris Jericho is such a terrible person. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. He's feuding with Dan Lambert. It's over. I like the way they did it, though, in the match. Um, like, there was a spot where Jericho had, I think it was Santana in the walls, and Santana is crawling towards the ropes, and Eddie, you can see, like, pushes it forward for him to grab, but then lets go once the ref sees, once Aubrey sees. And so Santana gets to the ropes on his own. Eddie gets up to just show the ref. Chris turns around, immediately just thinks Eddie was cheating, which is a little racist, and beats the shit out of him real quick. So I like the way they're doing it, where uh, Chris Jericho is a racist, essentially, is what this storyline is right now. They they always say that the best storylines are pulled from real life, so. (laughs) It wasn't until I saw them, like, side by side of Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz that I said, huh, this is a little racist, isn't it? Well, Listen, I don't believe that Chris Jericho is racist. I do believe that Chris Jericho is genuinely stupid. Uh, yeah, I was about I, to say. I agree with that, actually. That is that is probably the more accurate description. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to get to see probably Kingston versus Jericho, and like that's going to slap. I genuinely, like yeah. multiple times tonight during Dynamite, considered just pulling up Expedia and being like, Fuck it, they just merged Spirit and um, the other garbage airline. That might make things cheaper. Southwest. <laughs> Wait, did they get Southwest too? Uh, I thought it was Frontier. No, uh, it was Frontier. You're right. Frontier. That's it. it. They, haven't, they haven't gotten the third it was crappiest like, airline It's like yet. the infinity gauntlet of garbage airlines. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we are probably getting Cole Hangman, which is going to slap. And I really like the way they've done Hangman's title right now because he's never stopped being the underdog. Like there was the great moment when uh, he finds out that the Texas death match last week was happening and they go, you're aware it's a Texas death match, right? And Hangman just looks at the camera like, wait, what? No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> so like he it's had like his anxiety intensifies. Yeah, he had his like in ring prowess tested against Danielson. He had his violence tested against uh, Lance Archer and what was a banger match. And now he's having essentially like his star power tested against Adam Cole because I mean like during the promo he said it in any promotion you and I are in you are simply known as the other Adam and the entire crowd went ooh because he was right yep <laughs> in any oh, in shit. any other company yeah exactly <laughs> but not this company not this company yep. so we'll Listen, get that Adam Adam Page threw down barbed wire and then did a fucking like handstand off of off an old guy's back <laughs> and then launched himself over the second rope for a close like listen there's nothing that adam 
Cole can do at this point that will make me think he's cooler than Adam Page. There was uh, the beginning of that match. I literally said this is the stupidest gimmick ever because like they take off the top rope, essentially which was smart. Which well because they're saying oh now he can no longer spring like he can springboard off the second rope. Also, it's just a lariat. I don't think the front flip adds much to it. But yeah, it adds momentum. Uh, yeah, but that's part of why he yeah, does it. But then, otherwise, he would just do a rolling lariat. Yeah, yeah. And the cooler the move looks, the like, more the damage more it does. It that's yeah, pro exactly. wrestling one hundred and one. It's been like that forever. But why do you think Hogan kept winning? Yeah, exactly. Hold on. It wasn't because it wasn't because he didn't look stupid with that haircut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the whole match, I was going. That's a stupid decision. It's whatever. It's just limiting them. And then he hit the buckshot lariat off the back of a referee, and I said, "I am the stupidest human being on the planet." That was fucking amazing. <laughs> How dare you doubt our our anxious millennial cowboy overlord? <laughs> Uh, so Cole Hangman at Revolution, Punk MJF, and a dog collar match, and that promo fucking ripped. CM Punk is still the best in the fucking world, especially when he just pulled out the dog collar and said, will you be my Valentine? Which it wasn't until I was on Twitter that I realized that that was a joke on Greg Valentine and Piper. In the moment I realized that, I said, I will give this man all of my money. I worship CM Punk forever. God. He's so he knows so much about wrestling. He uh, knows so much that he can just do that. So uh, there's there. Let's see here. What else are we getting? Uh, probably Moxley Danielson. Uh, yeah, because uh, this face of the Revolution ladder match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielson has been trying to basically say, "Mox, marry me, and let's raise three violent children together." And tonight, Mox said, "I will only do it if you fight me, you son of a bitch." Which was a great moment. Uh, I really do think it's going to be one of those moments where he beats Danielson and then afterwards like extends his hand and then they be- they begin the violent anarchy stable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, speaking of violent anarchy stable, we are getting Pentagon Dark, possibly to the House of Black, and also Buddy Matthews, formerly Buddy Murphy, uh, possibly in the House of Black, which... Yeah, he's the only thing in their lore that hasn't really shown up yet, so I'm excited to see that. Yeah. This dude in following new new Messiah gimmicks, very... <laughs> exactly. Also, I want Julia Hart to finally turn. Like, the slow burn on this is starting to get to me. I was like, do it, you fucking coward. She looks good with the eye patch, too. She's got, like, a Russian spy thing going on. The bit where she does her, her uh, backflip moonsault now and then turns around into doing, like, the fucking Malachi Black pose. Oh, yeah. Is one of my favorite, like, slope. I'm just like, you fucking. Yes. Did you see the, uh, I think it was an advertisement for one of her matches on Dark where they just took an image of her from before. And MS painted <laughs> like the shit. I'm not convinced that they even did that. Whenever you watch her, yeah. it looks like that. That could have been a real picture. <laughs> yeah. I, am, I am still on the fence about whether or not that's just bad lighting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what you guys' heels and baby faces are. And if I'm going to step on either of them by talking about the two big things this week. Um, let's uh, see here. Uh, are you talking about my favorite tag team? No. No. Uh, my, my heel is your baby face. Oh, good. So. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Okay, that's perfect. Uh, uh, this is, I mean, it's, 
partially into mine, but it doesn't really matter. I'm going to make mine quick anyway. Okay, well, uh, Keith Lee is finally in AEW, and there's no... He also launches motherfuckers. He launched... Yeah. He yeeted he that boy. He did. There's a great picture of it. It is now officially dubbed the Uncle Phil Beal because <laughs> it looked like him tossing jazz out the window. Um, on it, and also big ups to I'm giving props to like not jobbers but the losers of these matches uh, because I gave gave love to Hook's opponents the couple of weeks ago. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy was n- number one the person who needed to fight Keith Lee. You just need a little scrambling. That's the, that's the one time that scream made complete sense yeah. <laughs> ah! yeah he knew what was happening ah! then just just the big bang attack boy got yeeted and, yep may as well just have been a willem scream just popped right in there yep the uh so let's see here i'm really sad that dante martin is probably beating powerhouse hops because i would 100 percent be down I was going to say I would pay to see this, but I already paid to see it, so we're already there. Uh, I would 100% love if I showed up and I got to watch Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Wardlow all in a ladder match. Just be like, I, none of you are going anywhere near this ladder, and I am so okay with that. All three of them grab the ladder, rip it in half, punch the ground. They're now ladder mitts that they are going to punch each other with. They're lit- they're pulling some Hulk shit. Yeah, exactly. I love Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, One point, Powerhouse Hobbs just leaps into the air and finds himself in the fifth row and just hulks off. Uh, <laughs> in addition to Keith Lee, though, we also got Jay White, which I read earlier wasn't not an accident per se, but Tony Khan realizing he fucked up and saying, "How do I fix this? Bring in Jay White." <laughs> Crap, I used my own phrase wrong. What do I mm-hmm. do? But- I'll just bring in the current leader of the Bullet Club. Just casually, on a Saturday. Hey, Jay, what you doing, big man? Can you come film some stuff for me? Tony keeps his promises. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, the full story is... When Tony was advertising Keith Lee, because that was like a big buildup over that whole week, he was saying someone is going to walk through the forbidden door and slam it in their employer's face because Keith got fucked over by WWE. And then Tony realized that in AEW lingo, the forbidden door is between AEW and New Japan. They don't really refer to anything else with it. And so uh, Tony, realizing that, oh, no, I've been advertising someone from New Japan, just said, I'll bring in Jay White on a whim, just casually, which just haunts me how much power this man has. How many billions of dollars are you worth? Because I'm vaguely aware of how many he is, and that that doesn't frighten me so much as it makes me feel better that at least someone's wielding that power like a nerd. (laughs) Yeah, good. He has has the amounts of fuck money where, like, he, he can drop this kind of shit on us at any point in time like i like, like i would just be able to drop something on uh fucking uh a new video game it's like oh yeah i want to play this game i'll buy it on steam y'all 60- remember that time he was just casually like hey minoru suzuki versus brian danielson on youtube at six check it out you i got are. it on good old games <laughs> so 50 percent so, off uh tony khan has the fuck money that virgil brags about 
Yeah, full on. Tony Khan can afford unlimited breadsticks twice. What? <laughs> uh, in other news, Gangrel got married. His wife was quoted as saying, please fucking help me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Patreon.com. Man, you want to know the saddest thing about that? I, for a split second, did not know if you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was my weekend update bit. That was like I that was, read it. That was a good one. That would that wouldn't hit a little too close to home, <laughs> especially considering Gangrel used to used to film porn. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, also, uh, congratulations to uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim. They got married a couple weeks. Man's ago. got married and then two days later showed up and yeeted a man into the sun. Apparently, uh, Mia was posting like honeymoon pics. On oh, that day, making people like to throw them off the scent. And uh, the next day, Mia was like, it didn't fucking work. It did not work. People knew. I did not. I did not work us into a shoot, brother, brother. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I tried. But you know who I work for? Our patrons at patreon.com slash load of BS, the website where you can support us and give us money for this stupid show we do. Who are we tweeting, Dylan? Uh, You, you should tweet at Max Caster and console him about the fact that uh, MJF uh, didn't return his Valentine's Day love. <laughs> okay. Hey, at Max <laughs> Caster. He's already sad enough tonight after getting powerbombed to hell. So, uh, he he has like a, uh, a pink and black like basketball jersey. Yeah. Like acclaimed one. And I looked at it and I was like, I shouldn't want that. Totally, but I want that. Yeah, I want it so bad. I'd never wear Mm -hmm. it, but I want it so badly. Hey, hey, at Platinum Max, how's that remix of the Powerbomb Symphony coming? All right, now on to our heels and baby faces. You, you, you took that a completely different way. I don't want to just randomly bring up MJ. (laughs) He does all the fucking time. That's the point. (laughs) Okay, fine. Uh, I'll do that. No, no, no. No, you already did no, it. No, I've not tweeted anything. All I've written is, hey, at Platinum Max. I have no control. No, no, no. I'm Yours was microphone. way funnier. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't condone it. If he comes to your house, Mike drops you. <laughs> but I would love that to dude see is it. The son of a, that, that dude is the son of a former NFL, like, pro bowler. Like, you realize he will just fuck you up. He's way bigger than he looks. I appreciate, uh... I appreciate Bowen's like going to all the LGBTQ events and just posting pictures with people much more famous than the acclaimed and just saying everyone loves the acclaimed and someone uh, messaged and said, well, this just shows the kind of people who are on AEW. They allow them them queers to be on here. It's like that kind of bullshit, uh, at which point he go and they said uh, to cap it all off. This is why I watch WWE. Bowens responded with, you're going to be really upset with this next one. And it was him with Sonya Deville. <laughs> Fucking rolled. Uh, 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 uh. All right. Do we want to get into our heels of the week? Oh. Uh, yeah, sure. Which one of you wants to so go? Well, yeah, Blake, first. you go. And then D- <laughs> Dylan and me will sandwich between the two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, my heel of the week um, is a uh, 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 gentleman Lambert? by the name of... Wade Keller. Oh, oh fuck right. Wade Keller. 
uh, who everybody knows is the best and most accurate reporter in pro wrestling. Um, the man behind PW Torch, I believe. Yes. Um, so when all of the uh, the Cody Brandy stuff was uh, really starting to break over the last couple of days, uh, McKellar uh, would always keep saying like. Uh, more to come, more to come, and he was be releasing these bits and came out with this big old uh, interview uh, editorial, um, WrestlingNews.co. <laughs> you can tell you can trust that site. That's right. Uh, apparently just saying that, oh, no, 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 near the end, Cody and Brandy, they were so standoffish, nobody really talked to them, they were kind of, essentially kind of just saying that uh, they were not well-liked backstage, that was the big implication, to which a lot of people... All of Twitter. (laughs) Yes, all of Twitter and AEW people were like, what? No, fuck you. Um, I particularly love Nyla Rose's because I love everything Nyla Rose tweets. Um, She said, uh, this is just flat out some bullshit. Brandy was liked by many people backstage, including myself. Is she a polarizing character? For sure. But don't work yourself into a shoot. God. Hell yes. You want a hot scoop from the source? Here it is. Stop making shit up. They're good people. It's the thing. I know we're going yeah, to. I've, I, don't believe, I don't believe any of us have ever said Cody Rhodes and Brandy are terrible human beings. Not once. We just Not don't once. like what they do <laughs> it's just such yeah. a weird implication though because that's what the this report and tried to make them sound like they were behind, backstage yeah. and i just don't see that being true um all right uh, but also um, I, I i do enjoy how they both kind of went off on something that represented their entire career cody had like this fiery promo and then a great ladder match fighting for a championship which you know that was kind of the best things of his career with these big championship matches and these epic promos and then brandy went out in a garbage segment with Dan Lambert that no one enjoyed god yep that was that is <laughs> they're That's AEW very indicative of their whole careers, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, just saying that. Get your get your shit straight. Uh, all right. Well, I've got a uh, I got three separate like mini heels of the week. Number one is all of Twitter for not having any comedy uh, because Jordan Grace tweeted uh, some, the New York Post reported shockingly that Snoop Dogg smoked weed right before the halftime show. Oh, my God. Snoop Dogg smoked weed. I'd be more surprised if you told me he didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Water is also wet. Yeah, and the so, sky is, in fact, blue. Yeah, so uh, uh, Jordan retweeted that saying, I had no idea Snoop smoked the devil's lettuce, lost all respect for him, which is clearly a fucking troll. It's and a joke. Then everybody <laughs> who didn't get the joke, she just kept doubling down on. Uh, Snoop Bless is, her. Snoop's known for smoking Bless weed. Her. Stop lying. I've been a fan of him for years, and I'd never known he injected the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Him and jo- her and Jonathan Gresham must have been laughing their asses off in their living room. Like that had While to make high, their whole possibly. day. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, it then got so bad that she tweeted, "This is insane. I have to. Com- I feel compelled to say this as I'm actually losing followers. The Jazz Cabbage tweet was a joke." Jazz Cabbage. If you tweet was if a you joke, lost y'all. followers for that, you're better off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's one. 
the other one also was on Twitter. Actually, all of these were on Twitter. Uh, is Silas Young, who tried to do a bad, uh, tried to, I don't, it's not a good thing, but it's not a bad thing that he did. He, it's a thing. He released he, a shirt. He tried to do, he did a thing with like a semi good intention. Yeah. He released a shirt, because of course he is the real man's man or whatever, that said, Real men fight racism in Black History Month, which would be great if the funds were not directly coming back to him because at that point it does seem a lot like i am profiting off what this whole month's about <laughs> like like every single uh every single twitter account turning rainbow the first day of pride history and then immediately like fighting back like that that's what people felt like and so then they they very calmly asked hey where are these funds going towards uh he never revealed <laughs> where they were going towards but My he, fucking pocket he did have a whole lot of moments where he just started screaming and posting screenshots of the charity work he did saying he did a lot of different charity work but he only posted the one thing numerous times which I think I've I've expressed this numerous times on uh, on this show that I do believe any type of situation like this where you fuck up is manageable. Like Sammy Guevara is always the example I go to is that when Sammy fucked up, he owned it. He went to classes for it. He literally he did everything he could to try to make it right. What he did not do was, was double down. Was double down, down like a motherfucker yep. while avoiding the question. Yep, double down. Who else has doubled down recently when they should not have and admitted their mistakes? Hmm. Well, Whoa. she's not like How other- you doing, Cole oh, Cabana? Wait, him, him too. Damn it, so many. <laughs> Um, well, the one I'm thinking of is not like most girls, uh, because most girls are vaccinated, and it's Nia Jax, who has kind of went on this tour of going, like, trying to get in good graces of the Smarks and going to various shows and talking about how things that went wrong in WWE and doing the shoot interviews. Uh, Nia was expressing this, like, displeasure with various things, at which point someone was like, hey, how do you feel about this still? Because Nia was famously anti-vax, and that was one of the reasons many people said she was released was because she was refusing to get vaccinated. And then Nia decided to just commit a felony <laughs> when uh, when someone uh, was calling her out for being an anti-vaxxer, and she said, you got no idea how many people in that locker room paid for fake cards with fake information. And I was like, you know that's a crime. <laughs> just casually being like, me and all these other people crime crime city 110 percent now that's the thing though if they were to arrest her for it anywhere where that was, she, that was she a didn't crime say i and so many yeah. people she said you have no, no idea, idea how many people at least one <laughs> i can probably guess at least well, one No, because no, she she never she was unvaccinated the whole time so she never would have had to yeah yeah so, so she, it wasn't her that means she's implying that there are other Others. people in that company who committed felonies. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. Sasha uh, like liking and look? Posting? We don't need to get it. There's a, probably a bunch of them, dog. 
Uh, Uh, don't focus on that focus on the sailor moon splits oh my god uh also weird weird off shoot thing that i just got reminded of because someone posted a a picture of this asshole uh i watched a shoot interview with enzo recently that barstool did yeah did y'all know he don't really talk like that yeah he's got like a southern accent it's fucking weird well considering he's from new jersey that is weird yeah, I think it that's is, just yeah. from like living in Georgia for so long. But uh, yeah, I turned. Out, I was like, "What the fuck's Enzo got to say?" And I clicked it on, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I was there." And uh, Triple H came to and worked out at the gym that I worked in. I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" Because you're not the man that I got mad at numerous times throughout my life. I don't. I don't need this right now. I can't humanize you, God. No, it's weirder because I it is humanizing. Like before he was a caricature and now he's like, Oh, I know you. You're the guy from my high school that's in jail now. Uh no, he was humanized for me the day that he was very nice about that plunger. <laughs> Alright, on to uh Dylan's heel of the week and also my baby face of the week. Okay. Alright. So I'm gonna I'm going to ec- explain this in very real terms. In, in in terms that I feel are fair. Um, maybe not like... And I'm willing to, to back this up. So when I heard the news about Cody leaving uh, AEW for WWE, especially now that uh, news has come out that part of the reason uh, that he left was because Tony took away booking from him. The initial Which and then subsequent... validates like a theory we have had <laughs> for the longest time. Yes. So the the first thing that came to my mind when I when I saw that Cody was going back to WWE was legitimately quitter. Oh, really? Yeah. He this is uh, this sounds so he is like the version of of a petulant child that didn't get his way. Yeah. Even though he was given what he wanted and is now going somewhere else like someone But there is no chance that he will get what he wants. No. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Well, maybe. Maybe he'll get to run NXT further into the ground. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. it's the thing of, like, you had, like, everything short of a world title. Like, you basically booked your own everything. Like, your own creative. You were an EVP. And because Tony took the book away from you, because you were bad. (laughs) Objectively bad. Yeah. At it. You left the company that you rallied against for years to to go from undesirable to undeniable, and then you went back on that. You quit. You quit because you weren't getting your way. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, no, You. I mean, you're not wrong. Symbolically, fuck you. Personally, if you want to do that because you feel it's best for you and your future and you're trying to get into government Republican and you want the backing of a billionaire that backed Donald Trump, go ahead for it. Fuck you for a different reason, (laughs) but I understand. (laughs) Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, if you don't think you're gonna, you're gonna American dream shuck and jive like in polka dots as some kind of joke that Vince wants to pull you are out of your goddamn mind. Yes. Uh you're not wrong in any of this I will say, but I will also say at the end of the day the type of wrestling Cody produces whether like it, quality aside 
does not fit AEW. Um, I don't think he's very old school, which is cert- it works in certain cases. Like I'll, I say the MJF uh, Punk match was very old school, but yeah, and it worked for the Dustin match. We all know it worked for that one. Yeah, it worked for that one. And it works occasionally, but then he just went too far with it, like too old school with it and too like they are WWE segments. Like that was the one thing everybody was pointing out on Twitter today was like, it was like watching AEW for a while was like watching PWG televised with like one random thing of like 1970s NWA thrown in there randomly. Um, and I, I, I brought Cody as my baby face primarily just because the man is a great businessman the if it was not for him there would not be an AEW there wouldn't be Funko Pops in hot topic of the Young Bucks without Cody um he was definitely the person who It's also very arguable they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the Young Bucks considering the Funko Pops were of the Young Bucks <laughs> Well he was the Cody was one of the big people behind marketing Bullet Club which in a way is very that's the most American thing about the American Nightmare was he showed up in Bullet Club and said how can we commercialize this yes. uh, uh, but I to be fair he was successful he was very successful mm-hmm. he did he, uh, and then like you said the Dustin match he knows how to cut a promo he is a great guy but like I also said and this is what I brought up during the uh, opening when I realized that I'm not going to be arguing against Dylan because we both are like yeah he needs to be in wwe and not in AEW. uh he produces what i think on wwe television would be great for wwe um i think how much of that is because of how low our bar for wwe is a fair bit <laughs> okay good as long as we're all on the same page on yeah. that no, continue but uh, continue. i mean like a, a the last episode we did, I went on that whole diatribe about how AEW's method of st- telling pro wrestling stories has shifted and changed. And you can see in the guys like Jericho, Cody Rhodes, that the new kind of multi-layered storytelling, they, what they do sticks out. And so I, I'm fine with Cody going to WWE. I think he's going to get that bag uh, from everything I've seen. Vince uh, is reportedly very high on pushing him to the moon because at the end of the day, AEW talent will be able to visibly look at him and see what would happen if they happened to cross the pond. And if they treat him like shit, he's the first one to have jumped shipped effectively. So they need it is going to be a do or die situation with them for any goodwill moving forward. They're going to botch it, but I just feel like moving forward, uh, I'm excited to see where it's going, but also I was always a fan of what Cody was doing. Uh, Someone on Twitter described it as he was either doing something really good or so bad it was funny and you can't wish for anything else from the guy. Sidebar, who would have thought that Cody would have been the first to jump back from AEW to WWE. Turns out, uh, anyone who read the Young Bucks 
biography because apparently they were they were discussing all in and that whole aew deal and uh and leaving roh and they were like oh yeah we were done the moment we figured it out we were gone cody had a lot more conversations with roh moving forward and was a lot more hesitant to jump in when it came to like aew and see like that was something that really was eye-opening for me because for the longest time i always saw cody as like the leader but no, the Bucks were Bucks were first there. Probably Kenny. Well, no, Kenny wasn't because he had the uh, New Japan contract. But yeah, so it was probably. Um, I mean, the the Bucks. They were. We know they did so much of that as well. And I guess Cody was uh, trying to. Maybe it sounded like he was kind of afraid to swim on his own. Yeah, there. Are- I think it was more that he wanted to like make Ring of Honor. Like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Once I uh, once once Tony was involved, though, it was uh, that was yeah. the best decision any of them could make. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I just feel like there are guys who and this is the bad thing about Cody is the fact that he has always kind of struggled being a WWE guy in a world where it is not popular to be a WWE guy, see Matt Cardona, who is making that his bread and put butter right now. Also, congrats on the NWA title, you piece of shit. I love you. Um, if he doesn't show up with a purple strap, I'm going to be real disappointed. Yeah, but there are, like, there are people who are just naturally good at WWE style of doing things. Like, Danielson, great greatest fucking wrestler of all time but he was also really good at integrating himself into the wwe style same with uh, aj like uh, i'd love to see aj in aew but also aj does the wwe style really fucking well and so does cody so i'm excited to see where him go where he in my opinion where that puzzle piece belongs to be fair that's all he did for like a decade yeah like he was like born and raised in the wwe style and then he was like that's why he struggled on the independence so much, because everybody was just like, wow. He is solidly good. <laughs> you are, you have solid fundamentals. You have no idea how to be like a non-WWE wrestler. It's almost funny. <laughs> this has just been a many years long con, <laughs> so he could stop being Stardust. <laughs> My favorite, so, so the thing that I, I realized while you were talking, Scotty, about him going back is, he is the biggest catch 22 in WWE currently because either they have to make him world champion, which would then prove that an AEW wrestler is more worthy to be a, a WWE champion than the people in WWE who have been there longer, thus destroying their goodwill with their own people, <laughs> or they have to shove him in a hole, thus destroying the ability to take from AEW. They can't win. <laughs> morale is on such morale is on such a like a, a, a flimsy hinge right now. Oh god. Is Cody a mole? <laughs> is Cody going Cody, to destroy Cody? Cody is the him? modern day uh Vince Russo. That's what Cody is. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. The Cody verse is moving. Thank God. I'm not gonna I like even at this point where everything is almost guaranteed on paper. If Cody showed up on Rampage or some shit and was just like, just kidding, waka waka, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, Cody. Yeah, this is just the shit you do nowadays, I guess. God, uh, now I can hate you 
for real. Well, no, I, I can hate you more. I can hate you. I would hate him as a person at that point because his yeah. wife said, like, thank you to the heart, like the autism and like to the heart autism. Health. Yeah. People. And I was just like, wow, you have to be a piece of shit to double back on that for a, for an angle. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Blakey T, you want to get into your baby face of the week? Uh, Tony Khan has wrestled daddy. That's all. He is. It's fair. Him and his, yeah. him and his tiger, him and his jaguar jacket. Mm-hmm. Fucking yep. I will say, like uh, Scotty, you you uh, did a pretty good description of this uh, earlier. Just the whole Tony comes out. He says something about the forbidden door. He forgets where the forbidden door is, and then he looks in the direction of, of the forbidden door. Like like, it's like, oh shit! Like it's fucking spinal tap. <laughs> <laughs> He, he knocks on it and asks for Jay White, and Jay White just comes through. <laughs> I need yeah. Jay White in the ladder match. I need him in that ladder. Oh, match. God. Because yeah. oh, I got to put him on there somewhere, and that's going to be a great place to put him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact is, like, Tony Tony listens, and I think that's more important than anything. I had him uh, for last week when we had to push uh, our recording because of his... Um, you know, at that point, we weren't sure what his big announcement was going to be, and there were a lot of people who were kind of worried. I mean, we were there was a it was pretty much a done deal on that Wednesday, but leading up to it, people were like, "Oh God, is Tony gonna? Has he finally uh, made the the check that his uh, cash can't bounce or whatever?" That's how is that phrase finally, goes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's exactly. funnier with him because he's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- because, like, has he finally done something that even he can't accomplish? And no, we were proven wrong. And on Twitter that same day, he was like, listen, y'all, I saw Vince as the higher power. That is my fucking bookmark for a bad, bad decision. <laughs> and I will never, I swear to you, do anything like that. Because I remember how disappointed I was when I saw that, and I hated it. See, he's... He's just a cocaine cowboy riding high right nowadays because, like, yes, it is Keith Lee and Jay White in the same night. It's fucking astounding. But CM Punk was sold on a rumor, and that's why people were like, if Tony only rumored Punk and he's going this hard, it can't be just Keith Lee or it can't be just Jay White. And I'm like, no, it can it can because like you're gonna be fucking happy it's like when hangman won the uh, ladder match and everyone on twitter was like i hope it's not hangman tonight i hope it's not hangman because that's just too fucking predictable i hope it's not and then hangman came out and we all said shut the fuck up this is amazing it's like yeah oh my god look at that it's almost like it's not about the destination but the journey this is the this is my fucking um mission statement in wrestling tony tony khan is the is the poster like the poster child for yeah you know where this store is gonna end up don't know how you're gonna get there do you none (laughs) of us do and even when you get there you can be five feet from the finish line like five (laughs) feet from the destination you're still gonna be like there's a there's there's a left turn here somewhere that i'm not seeing there's no way he's not gonna do it yeah yeah you could be you could be 75 percent of the way through a match and be like fuck it i don't even know anymore <laughs> it's new japan but mixed with storylines that are weekly it's uh, like if man you... i feel real weird with my baby face now i should have gone first uh because mine's 
Mine's a mine's a weird way to <laughs> yeah. end this. It's just the, a, I was really planning on the Cody story to pop off. <laughs> yo, yo, listen, 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 listen. I fucking love the acclaimed. I'll start yelling it weekly. Really, I should buy <laughs> I should buy their shirt, but at the same time, I'm just like it doesn't do it enough justice. Yeah, it is literally. Every, they're my boys. They're my boys. <laughs> this, at this shirt point. says some people love the acclaimed. I need a shirt that lets everyone know everybody loves yeah. the acclaimed. And if you don't like the acclaim, you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed at my sleepovers anymore. I don't anymore. know where that meme started, but I've embraced it wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. And- and have really considered just spamming it after that one wrestle baby says Fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Mike. <laughs> Mike, uh-huh. Mike. He he's he's learning he he's learning what I like to call the Gazi mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is you cross me and I don't let it go because I have nothing better to do on this show. Uh but yeah, so the the acclaim have really hit this sweet spot where like Max is doing some of his best work going to the ring anthony bowens is like just a solid like he's he he's not quite to a cesaro level but that's what he reminds me of in terms of position on the card where it's just like do you need to get a good match like just a solid opponent for like your your mid to upper tier guys i got a guy for you nobody will believe he'll win he doesn't have that going for him yet as a singles because they're tag wrestlers uh but yeah yeah i still there was I I was momentarily contemplating if they would let Max get back into the uh the ladder match just because of how well he did in it last year. Yeah. Uh cuz I considered that they might be having Wardlow fuck over MJF or something. Like they're just they're just good. They're just good. They're they're good. They're over. They should beat Jurassic Express. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot they were the tag team champions until they showed up this week. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, right." They I are. know, right? It's it's So here's the thing. Jurassic Express is a good tag team. They are in a good position when they wrestle. It is captivating. However, they are grossly overshadowed by all the other champions on the roster yeah. in terms of like f- force of personality. Yeah. Like if you stand if you stand Britt Baker, Jade Cargill, Sammy Guevara, Adam Adam Page and them in a room, you're going to look at Luchasaurus first because dinosaur, but after that <laughs> you're really going to spend the rest of the time looking at the other four people. Yeah. Mainly and then then lingering on Britt Baker going that lady looks like a bitch. <laughs> 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 I hope you're I happy there. there uh, I get to see Thunder Rosa beat her. I am gonna. Oh, uh, no one's gonna cheer louder than me. <laughs> I was fixing to say, yeah, that's probably what you're g- gonna get to see in Orlando in a few weeks. I know it's gonna be great. I'm so happy. I'm jealous. Uh, t- I read earlier. Did you know who? Uh, apparently, Tony had been sitting on the name The Acclaimed because it was originally supposed to be for the Inner Circle. And holy shit, thank God. <laughs> thank God he saved it for these two beautiful boys. I still love that that they became this good in a random pairing. Yeah. And they got over because Max was like, okay, I'm going to insult the best friends. And then Bowens was just so good in being expressive because he has acting background that like 
it's stuff. And then they just spent all of last year just roasting people on mm-hmm. dark and it was the greatest i have loved them ever since and now that they're like yeah no they're they're great they had a five-man match this week with 2.0 and daniel garcia on their team against the dark order and i was like how am i supposed to boo these people why would i ever i love that pairing of people so much um I uh I, I saw a glimpse this week of something I didn't think could happen. I saw a glimpse of babyface Max Caster and it fucking works. It works really well uh because obviously he's facing Wardlow, but that means he then has to run down like MJF and all of the shitty things MJF's dealt with. So he's like having to kind of rap as a babyface and it fucking worked really well, which made me excited. I mean, I mean, he here's the thing. People respond surprisingly well to having their city insulted if you do it in a way that is creative. Yeah. CM Punk's shit on Long Island for five minutes straight. And then they cheered him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, wrestling fans aren't smart. (laughs) That's what Dylan learned this week. What did you learn this week? That is... That... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I learned... uh, Messiah gimmicks. We're so hot right now. <laughs> I uh, I learned that I can come up with as many meta reasons for how this is a big meta storyline. Cody Rhodes is playing with the multiverses, but I can also accept that he might just be a money grubbing asshole. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's get rid of that middle entrance, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he- you remember how y'all tried to sell me on a slow burn for him for weeks, and it turned out to be nothing. That is the most Cody Rhodes thing ever. Yeah. I enjoyed the Sammy. At least the last rivalry he had was good. I enjoyed the Sammy story. It was very nice. Uh, Yeah, he got to be a bullshit champion one last time. Yeah, exactly. Alright, where can people find you all on the internet? Uh, You can't deal with it. Yeah, what he said. You know what? We're going dark this week. You can find me on Twitter as Skyemo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all the other podcasts from Fun Fiction to The Weird to JWF Monday Night Ignition and its brand new sister show, JWF Defiance, which means that we get to have actual weekly wrestling now, and I have to improv the storylines on the fly, and it fucking sucks. And you can find all those on the Fight Boys YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. I would like you all to know how meticulously and far out Scotty has planned JWF, so the idea that he's having to do this shit on the fly is probably causing him to rip his hair out. It's rough. It's really rough. Very different. A lot of long-term plans have changed. Years. Um, Legitimately years. (laughs) Also, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Somebody that you should not sleep on is Mega Ran. Go check him out, MegaRanMusic.com. That's where all of his albums, musical projects, and... Uh, oh, he has a book of Boba Fett freestyle out oh, now. Yeah. I need to listen to this. All right. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Max Caster. That's right, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.